Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me Jack Hope, Ross Legg, hello, and Robin Hughes. Hello. This week you are being treated to two episodes. This is our bonus show, the first ever Cricket Podcast bonus show. Are you excited about this Ross? Honestly, we've we've had to do it because of England. Yeah. Right? We're, we're so enthralled by this World Cup. We're all in. Yeah, Rob, are you excited? Are you enthralled? Oh, massively. It's like when uh, Hollyoaks started doing late nights. Uh, it's, a, it's a niche reference. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if there's going to be a target audience who knows a niche reference like that, it's our listeners. <laughs> so what um, have we uh, got on the show? Hold on, I just want to pull you up there. What happened on Hollyoaks late nights? Was it like... They were just allowed to go a bit more CD oh, right. after the watershed. Okay. Oh, Softcore pornography yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Jack, um, I'll ask again. What have we got on this week's show? Well, oh, I this know. week's tonight's show. On tonight's show. Um, what I'm going to do, first of all, because I'm going to ask you to remember eight days ago. Okay. Uh, we just lost to Australia. We had. They said that we'd pissed our pants at our own party. They did. Yeah. They said we got high on our own supply. God, they did. Just like Alec Hales. <laughs> Alex Hales. <laughs> um, they said that Pakistan's 92 symmetrical destiny was definitely going to happen. They sure did. And what's happened? We've we've fucking doubled up. We've beaten India. We've beaten New Zealand. We've beaten two of the three semi-finalists in a row. So I think with the exception of Australia, who are still pretty happy with themselves after winning one of their last 11 games against us, <laughs> um, everyone's pretty worried now that, that the England beast is hungry and, and ready to feed. Yeah, if we, if we win the toss and bat first... You're fucked. Yeah. I, 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 just, I don't even think we need that anymore. I think like, the old verb is back. We're, we're going to be a chasing team again. It's, it's um, a, I was going to ask this question a little bit later, but I'm going to have to ask it now. Do you think the effect is Jason Roy's swagger coming back into the side, or is it because of the relief they don't have to play with James Vince? Oh, I mean, it could be a combination. Could be a could combination. It could be Mark Wood's song about Liam Plunkett. You mean Liam Dawson? No, Liam Plunkett. I thought it was about Dawson. I'm pretty sure it's about Plunkett. Okay, well, well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll dig it out. We'll see that. We'll, we'll see about that later. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, you're listening to the cricket podcast. England have just beaten New Zealand by 119 runs. We bowled them the fuck out. <laughs> We're in the semi-finals, boys. We have. We are. We've had a couple of beers. We've had more than a couple of beers. This right. is this is a cele- <laughs> this is a celebratory podcast. This is a ce- ce- yeah. yeah, this is this is a celebration. Um, we we put out a show earlier in the week where we did a roundup of the other cricket World Cup stuff. Mm-hmm. So you go back and listen to that. Uh, today is all about England, Queen and country. Here we go. Before we get into the show. I would just like to ask, please follow us on Twitter or Instagram, at the Cricket Pod, or get in touch with the show on email, which is thecricketpod at gmail.com. We want to hear all about your club cricket stories, weird interactions with professional cricketers, or just anything that you think that, do you know what, that's a bit of a laugh. Um, also, leave us a review on iTunes. We're up to a whopping 29 now. 29? Yeah. 29. 
And everyone believes loves us. Yeah, we're, well, we're 4.8 out of 5. Uh, there was one unfortunate review after our India-Pakistan preview. Yeah, but, I mean, your, mu- <laughs> your, mum- your mum's quite a hard person to please. So, uh, you know how it works out. Um, but, yes. So, Jack, let's crack on the show. Uh, yeah. Um, well, let, let's start. Should we start? Uh, so, it, at the end of last week's pod, when we left you, we'd just done the dead rubber between the West Indies and Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were leading into two big games. We had India v Bangladesh. Obviously, Bangladesh needing to win to stay in the tournament. Yep. And then uh, and then the main event, England v New Zealand. <laughs> so, I think in chrono- chronological order, shall we do India v Bangladesh quickly? Yep. Um, so, uh, as I said, Bangladesh needed to win to stay in. Uh, and really, like, if Bangladesh had won, they'd have put a bit of pressure on New Zealand because they have, like, a pretty good net run rate. Uh, and it all comes down to net run rate. That comes in later. But, uh, <laughs> but like, Bangladesh could, with a win there, it would have gone to a Bangladesh v Pakistan shootout, potentially, to knock out New Zealand or England, whoever did not did or did not win the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't start well for Bangladesh. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, was it? Tamil Iqbal dropped Rohit Sharma <laughs> yeah. like, straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And then Sharma scored 104. <laughs> yeah, the, guy, the guy's a machine. <laughs> like, he's, he's so, so good at just ODI cricket in general. Yeah. Like, he just knows exactly what he's doing. Like, Bangladesh are a potentially really tricky side to play against. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I may be wrong here, but I'm, I'm fairly sure that it was the first partnership, the first opening partnership that lasted more than 25 overs. So uh, Bangladesh were right up against it and looked like they were going to concede a big score. Uh, and then the fizz. Mr. Fizzur. The fizz. The fizz. Uh, took a fiver. And they were back in it all of a sudden. If you're playing fantasy, fantasy cricket, you're having a great time with the Bangladesh team. Oh my goodness, yeah. They, <laughs> they, um, they have got some uh, some pretty cheap gems uh, in, in, that, in that mixer. And so what, what were they chasing uh, then Bangladesh? 320 odd? A bit less than... 170 for three, 169 for three, and then uh, Shakib is out on 66. India just kept on picking up wickets yeah, the right time. It was, it was very irritating game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like, I thought they were in. I think Tamim played it on when uh, him and Shakib uh, just got going. Uh, and then Shakib being out like that, they never gave up. Um, to be fair to them, Shafiud in has uh, got an unbeaten 50. What are they for? 30 runs short. I kind of, I kind of saw their innings kind of a little bit like when you start out at work for the first time. Like you're doing something good, something shit happens. You're doing something good, something shit happens. You're doing something good, and then you you kind of get blindsided by something else. And there was always that bit. There was so much promise and so much hope. There was that determination kind of going through. Yeah, but the man was really sticking it to him, going, "You are not getting in the semi-finals here." Yeah, I, I thought it was a big shame uh, for Bangladesh. They've been one of the teams of the tournament for me. And it's a shame that they go into their last game essentially in a dead rummer. Uh, dead, dead rummer. <laughs> dead rummer. <laughs> dead rubber now. Um, but, you know, hats off. Hats off to Bangladesh, I say. Hats off to Shakib, player of the tournament. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's, it was quite interesting. So, on Friday, it's obviously Pakistan versus Bangladesh, which could have been a huge game. It will be a huge game anyway, but... Um, I, did, I did enjoy the, the MCC have now come out go, like, pleading with people to come <laughs> to the game. And uh, someone, oh, someone, really? Yes, yeah, so they've pretty much said that make sure you turn up because at the uh, women in the women's World Cup when England hosted it, especially at Lords, there was notoriously like low turnouts. Oh, and was it because there was a lack of interest? Just in the pavilion, 
We should stress we're talking about. Yeah. The rest oh, of the really? Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, so, so it's, the, it's the Thai wankers. Yeah. Well, Not so necessarily wankers. If you own a Thai and you'd like to invite us onto your waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently this is the first um, ICC tournament where members, MCC members have had to pay for pavilion tickets. £45 a ticket. That's so cheap. <laughs> so a lot of people are thinking, well, why would I go to that? That's no. laughably cheap. Yeah, but, but when, like, you, when you put... I don't know how much an MCC membership is, but I can imagine... 200 quid a year. 200 quid? Yeah. That's pretty good value. Oh, it's sure that's amazing that, value. That is, isn't that Middlesex <laughs> membership? No. MCC, MCC membership is very cheap. You just have to pay every year that you're on the waiting list. So you've built up like 20 years debts ah. by that stage. So overall, it still costs a decent amount. But it's very substantial. That's not a bad little business model, that, is it? Yeah. Well, why am I not on the, on the waiting list? How long is the waiting list? Uh, t- over 20 years now yeah, so if, yeah, you're, so so if you're paying 200 pounds is that pounds, 4 grand um, you don't have to pay full membership fees when you're on the way ok so um, let's call it 25% membership fees uh, but also you have to be nominated by a current member and seconded by a member of a committee at the MCC so that might be a barrier it's an old boys, for some. It's an old boys club isn't it <laughs> yeah. um, well if you wouldn't hear that on other podcasts <laughs> uh, Rob are you on the membership no I'm not no why not? Your dad is. Uh, my dad, yeah, my dad is a member. Um, I just haven't been, he hasn't got around to, uh, I'm not really too bothered to be honest. Yeah, but he's, he's still got like 30 years left in him, so he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's not in a bad position. My, 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 cousin, my cousin's on the waiting list. Yeah, well, if you've got yourself on the waiting list, then you and your dad in his twilight years could share some great memories of the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, let's get back to India Bangladesh. Oh, right, yeah, so what, what, what was a pretty, pretty good game? But as we yeah. said, India took wickets at the right time. Their bowlers kind of came yeah. to the party. Uh, and what that meant was that India <laughs> qualified. Um, they are currently second in the table. Bangladesh cannot qualify. Um, so Bangladesh playing Pakistan on Friday at this point was potentially a game that Pakistan had to win to go through, and Bangladesh didn't care about. And I just I want to highlight on this one. So in the England versus India game. People, the, the Indian fans were kind of talking about, oh, Jason Roy didn't even field. And we brought up the fact that Jadeja was on the pitch and things like that. And um, I was looking for some stats around this. And uh, on Crickviz, so the analyst for, I think they're working for Sky Sports at the moment, um, India, so the total number of fielding touches for subfielders, 6% of the whole thing. England are close to 4.5%. So 6% of the balls fielded have been fielded by Jadeja, in other words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there was that bit. So Jadeja had uh, actually technically played zero games. Yeah. But touched the ball 84 times. Chris Gale had spent eight games in the field and touched the ball 50 times. So you can just see the impact yeah. that's happening. So... Um, they need to get off their high horse a little On bit. that, though, um, we had a pop at Indian commentators on the last uh, show. Jadeja himself had a go at the Indian commentators. Uh, Sanjay Mantraker, who is maybe the worst of the lot. <laughs> 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 uh, he said he didn't like bits and pieces of players like Jadeja and didn't really understand why he was in the squad. Yeah, and I've, actually, I've actually got, I've actually got, got the go quote. I've got, yeah, the, go I've got the tweet. So Jadeja comes over. Still, I've played twice the number of matches you have played, and I'm still playing. Learn to respect people who have achieved. <laughs> I have heard enough of your verbal diarrhea. <laughs> this has been liked by over a hundred thousand people. So uh, yeah, you know, like that, that's that, that is a way to kind of stick up for yourself. I think. Yeah. Um, contrastly. Um, India in general, kind of like the, some of their, what's the word, uh, selection policy and politics involving cricket, um, has some casualties. 
and that includes Ambati Raidu. So he's had a pretty good season. Oh, uh, yeah, and yeah, he's been really quite, nice. he's been snubbed. So he's, he's scored quite a lot of runs, and arguably should be in the World Cup side. He's retired. So that's oh, been yeah. his reaction. So he's literally been like, "Do you know what? I'm sick and tired of this rubbish." I'm going to retire. So if you want a little bit more backstory on that, he, so when, um, and we are, we're going off on a massive World Cup tangent here. Not like this podcast to go off on a tangent, Um, is it? When the IPL was announced as a thing, there was a competing tournament in India, India, 2020 tournament, the same principles, Mm. called the ICL, I guess the Indian Cricket League. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the players who I think was like Agarwal threw his hat in with the ICL mm-hmm. and the BCCI because they didn't want their like IPL wonder product undermined like in its infancy mm-hmm. like blacklisted a bunch of players they couldn't play in the IPL it was like a whole unofficially blacklisted couldn't play for India couldn't play in the IPL um, and like I think it took him a long time to rehabilitate, re- rehabilitate himself, and like not being snubbed for this World Cup was the last draw. I'm just like fuck it, I'm, I'm done. Um, that honestly yeah. doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that's BCCR for you. <laughs> uh, should we take a quick break and then we'll come back with the uh, main event? Go to the next, go to the next. Uh, I was gonna watch the ball and try and whack it as hard as you can. Oh, I got Grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck. And I know why. Why, man? Hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Okay, so let's finally move on to the main event. The reason we've recorded this entire podcast England's magnificent victory against New Zealand. It was pretty magnificent, and it came in cricket, which uh, is famously New Zealand's pre- premier favourite sport. Favourite, yeah. They don't play any other sports, as far as I'm aware. Not seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, before we before we do that quickly, if you want to hear our reaction to the India game, that's on our last show. Yeah. So if this is coming as a little bit of a shock, maybe you're an infrequent listener. Maybe you just expect us to release a podcast on a Wednesday like we sometimes do. I would quite enjoy this. So, like, people are matching the day. So people mm-hmm. go through, like, they, they'll avoid the score yeah. the whole way through a Saturday and then watch yeah. match the day as a surprise. <laughs> Maybe they do that with this podcast. If you're doing that with this podcast, then you need to go back to Monday's show <laughs> and listen to about the first 25 minutes. I have no idea what's happened in the World Cup. What's the podcast to listen to? Yeah. Go back to episode 12, listen to the preview, <laughs> and then go all the way through. We'll give you um, every single update. Yeah, we've talked about almost every game apart from the really boring ones. Um, <laughs> In a way, I think that is the best way to consume the World Cup. <laughs> but I'm not going to pressure any of us. There's no paywall here. There's yeah. no paywall. Yeah, we're not the ICC. <laughs> we're, we're not the ones selling the rights to one single provider, are we? We, we are free to air. We're opening it up to everybody. Um, apparently there was a discussion about trying to get the semi-finals and the final on free-to-air TV in the UK, uh, but they couldn't reach a deal, which is a shame, isn't it? Like, it really... like just... It's also very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> they do have the Champions League. No, yeah, but yeah. I mean, DCB are well known as shrewd negotiators who want to expand the reach of the sport. We sort of, um, so it was record figures last night, so the England women's, so just to go on another tangent here, England women's semi-final against the USA last night, 11.7 million people tuned in. It was like the highest thing viewed this year. I watched a bit. Yeah, well, we lost. 
We did. But people would tune in. People would tune in to watch cricket. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. Definitely. Uh, We are a ridiculously patriotic nation. Whether it's misplaced or not is for another... I reckon at least two million people would watch cricket. So... Anyway, anyway, yeah. Sorry, we we'll di- digress. So on to you know, um, a huge blow initially for New Zealand before it even started. Lockie Ferguson wasn't in the side. Yeah, it was bad for them. Um, before that, though, I mean, like, I mean, we could start with that. That was bad. I don't, what was wrong with him? He hurt his hamstring. Yeah, he had a, had a. I feel had like a, he might have played if it had been a serious cricket match. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. Um, <laughs> on, on TMS, is it? Um, is it Jeremy? Con- Coney. Coney. She was talking, it was just like, it was going on about tightness. It was just like, every injury in cricket now is all down to tightness. It's not down to Jason Roy tearing his hamstring. He's got a bit of tightness in his, uh, in his hamstring. Yeah, he does, yeah. And that can, fine. that can lead from full on this to nothing. Oh, moving away from World Cup, you who else has some tightness at the moment? Jimmy Anderson. Oh. Oh shit. Only a month away from the Ashes, he wasn't able to complete an over for Lancashire. That is yeah. worrying, but at the same time... That was bad. I did a tweet about that, didn't I? Well, but at, the same, it's well, didn't at the same time, I mean, his bowling partner, just call him up. Graham Onions, having a good season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you make yeah. a good point. Um, yeah, and that would be bad. Uh, anyway, anyway, the greatest, the biggest game of one day international cricket that England were involved in, in my sentient life, I'd say. I, I was alive for the 1992 final. Yeah, no one really cared about the Champions Trophy. So <laughs> yeah, we were the we in a couple of Champions Trophy finals, I think, haven't we? So the Club World Championship, before no one cares. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I would say that biggest one day international yeah. ever, possibly ever. I like, agree. Maybe not even just involving England. Okay. I know there have been World Cup finals, but none involving the greatest team to ever play one day cricket. I think, I think especially that. after kind of the expectation coming into the tournament and then yeah. the classic England lull in the middle of the tournament and now the resurgence. Yeah. I think, I think the uncharacteristic it's, resurgence. Yeah. Yeah, normally. We do come with a whimper. Normally we do the, the characteristic flop. Yeah, we do, uh, exactly. We, we did not do that. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, we won the toss. Owen Morgan won the toss, which was a good thing to do. Well done, Owen. I think. We can all agree. Oh, yeah. Good but tosser. I, it's better than losing it. It's, yeah, it almost always is. Unless it's like one of those test matches where you're not really sure, it's a bit cloudy, but the pitch looks good. You did, you did, you did put in our, uh, in our cricket club's group that you'd have chosen to bowl first. Yeah, but that's because we like to drink beer during the back <laughs> 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 And you get to extend that period. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend that international sportsmen do that. Uh, so we won the toss and we sent, um, unbelievably, Jason Roy and Johnny Bairstow to the crease. <laughs> And they did it again. Again. <laughs> I must admit, so I, I, was in a, I was in a meeting for like the first probably 45 minutes of the, of the uh, game. Came out of it and I was, just, I was so relieved. It was 73 for none or something like that. Oh, I was, was a nervy couple of moments early on. I mean, Santa nearly bowled Roy and it went for four buys. Did they open up with, a, with, with Santa? Yeah, they went with Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went for nine on first over. Including <laughs> four buys. Um, and uh, yeah, they blasted all over the place. Did some good blasting. Yeah. Best I was looking a little bit scratchy at the start, but then he found his way into it. He blossomed. blossomed. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, we, as we said on the show on Monday, Michael Vaughan was always going to take credit for this week. Really. Well, 100% he did. It was a cunning plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's infuriating. He managed to get more than one tweet in about it. Yeah. I, I, and also on TMS after the game, he was like, 
well, maybe I should slag them off some more. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you should, Michael. Maybe, yeah. maybe you should do whatever it is you've done to create this situation. Maybe you're all the keys to this whole project. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's always just like, I, I didn't get enough credit for the 2005 win. Maybe was... your zero international one day centuries in a hundred and something caps was what started this. <laughs> yeah, away, away from uh, Michael Vaughan's... Um, I just, just want to say, let's appreciate Bairstow, two centuries back-to-back. Apparently he's third in a row against New Zealand. Yep. The slowest, though, out of those. It didn't matter, though, did it? No. None of them daddy hundreds, though. We have to be always criticising. Yeah, we have to be criticising. Gives away his wicket. When uh, Finch only got 108 against England, people were like, you need a daddy hundred up there, son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what was it like... They've ended up finding ways to score. There were, so, there were so many bits before. I think, especially in Bearstow's game, Bearstow struggles obviously in Test cricket with actually getting bowled. But he's, he's got far more shots now. You look at the development of him as a player. He's right, reverse sweep. That was pretty tasty. Yeah, he, he's, he, he's far better. And that is going to the IPL. That is the changing thing from Morgan in ODI cricket. We now have a better Test player because we've got a better ODI squad and IPLs coming to play. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, definitely. Um, it went pretty well. What were we? 160 for one? Um, 193 for one. It was better than I thought. It was even better than I thought. I 193 th- is a pretty good opening partnership. I thought well, The only partnership was 122. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry, beg your pardon. 193 for one. Okay. Well, that was also a good partnership. <laughs> <laughs> I, think what, I think what we should touch on before is Jason Roy getting out. So the amount of people, the amount of England fans who still sit there and be like, stupid shot, got out. It's just like, the guy's just come into the squad, <laughs> smashed 60 and 66, I think he's got. And yeah, it wasn't the best way to get out, and he was he was clearly livid. And when he smashed his bat on his pad and launched his helmet as he got off the thing. But that is such old school thinking. Like They used to say it all about Kevin Peterson. And Kevin Peterson is probably the best English batsman ever to play. Oh, that's Whoa. massively outrageous. What are you talking about? He's, he's, he was the fucking the he was the trailblazer for all of this cricket, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, he, he was necessary to transform us to a different way of playing. Yeah, so that doesn't necessarily mean he was the best. Very true, but I, I kind of he helped that. But yeah. that that same mentality still hasn't changed in certain pockets of the cricketing community, if you'd like to call it yeah, that. Yeah, no. But. But they played their way and they did their thing and they scored 120 yeah. I mean, runs. So at that stage, they'd been in for, what, at least 15 overs, I guess. <laughs> and then you've still got to play Root, Butler, Morgan, Stokes. It doesn't matter if you give away your wicket, mm-hmm. really. No. You've yeah. got enough firepower coming in after you. Absolutely. So you, you've got the licence to go for the strength. Unfortunately, the firepower didn't fire. Yeah. On this occasion. Yeah, we misloaded our guns a little so bit. So we were 193 for one to 193 for two. Uh, at this point, I was thinking 400. Maybe we're going to have a go at five. On <laughs> <laughs> one of the largest pitches in the country. Oh, genuinely, I thought it was odd. Um, didn't really, and this is not the first game that this has happened. Like, um, are you a little bit worried about England's middle order? I don't know. So, yeah, so today we went from 193 for one to 214 for four. Mm. Which does slow the scoring rate a bit. Even if we're saying that, you know, wickets aren't as uh, important as they would be in um, at least test cricket. Having those amount of batsmen that need to get themselves in means necessarily you're going to have more dot balls, slow everything down. It's not great. But 
also there was a lot of criticism about sending Joe Root in at three. It was like, why are you criticising this? Like, the worst thing I, I, I see at the moment, Butler doesn't seem to be in the best bit of form, does he? That's what I mean. I mean, Butler doesn't seem to be in, in it. Owen Morgan. Owen Morgan, when he looks good, looks really good. When he, Owen Morgan looks bad, he looks hideous. Yeah, but... Uh, and he looks bad at the moment. Yeah, he got 42 or 40 today. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. bad. Yeah, but like the game before that. I mean, what was uh, bad was Joe Root's review. Yeah. I mean, that was a terrible thing. What, look, all I'm saying here is I want all of the internet to be brilliant all of the time. <laughs> is that not too much being, to yeah, They're not doing it. <laughs> but what, what I find about it, so I, I'm still, I'm a big fan of kind of the flexible batting lineup, but I'm just wondering, is it actually necessary for England? Yeah, I think I think you want Butler. I think you always want Butler in between twenty and fifteen overs to go. I um, I think of international players who've got I think it's eight centuries. Hmm. He scores his centuries about twenty balls quicker than the next quickest player. I think uh, it might, it's, it's a time frame thing. So since the last World Cup, <laughs> I think De Villiers has been hitting one day centuries at like eighty nine balls, and he's hitting them at sixty nine balls. So you need, I don't know, how many overs is it, like, half to... You know, 15 overs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you get... Well, no... Also, about... Like, 10 overs. <laughs> but again, anyway, when it comes to it, so... The only saving grade, or the silver lining from this, is that Butler hasn't done it at this World Cup. So he did score a ton against Pakistan. Doesn't, but, yeah, doesn't, doesn't count, count. Doesn't, doesn't count. count. We lost. Yeah, we lost. Doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he counts it. I would count it. He didn't celebrate when he got it. Um, if you scored a ton, and your team lost... What's the first thing you tell your mates later on? We lost the game. Absolute bollocks. Absolute. Bollocks. I, I'm a team player first and foremost. You're you're <laughs> the you're the cra- you're the classic. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you scored a ton and you came to the cricket podcast mm-hmm. studio, and we were recording an episode, I'd be like, "Hi, Ross Lego scored 110." My favourite shot was this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but what I do think is that Butler has got one in the locker. So you reckon he'll do like a Gilchrist 2007 scored 150 in the final? Honestly, I, I, that's what I'm holding out hope for. Certainly, he's a wicketkeeper. Gilchrist is a wicketkeeper. Mm-hmm. Do not? I need to say any more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it's a shame. I like Butler, for my money, is the one of the top three white ball or one day let's call it 50 over cricketers in the world mm-hmm. averages 41 with a strike rate of 120 well not, not to sound like I'm a, say, a, 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 a it's an a old, shame he hasn't lit up the World Cup yeah but not, not to sound like I'm an old person kind of, but he is an exciting player like that, that yeah. is thing. He, like, he comes to me and you have no idea what's going to happen like, unfor- like he's one of those people who either gets out straight away or changes the game completely yeah and that, that is a good person to have on your team um, anyway that's uh, that's England's middle order dealt with uh, what do we set in the end? 305. 305. Too little? Probably. I think, uh, this is a, this is a bit like, 305, say, a few years ago, actually was a really good total. No one was sitting there going, oh, well, that's a shit total. Like today, like the pitch clearly changed. When we should have scored 500, it's a bit. Yeah, well, you're 200 runs less, fun, whatever. <laughs> but they were, England weren't playing themselves, were they? They were, they, it was, this was a crunch game. Yeah, and we're also playing a team that hadn't scored over 300 in the whole tournament. Yeah, and they're, like, they're, they're like, uh, gut till, they're, well, their opener's completely out of, out of whack. Yeah, and like, Taylor's as, not really been big in the runs. No, and, and this is the bit, like, they're, they're, dare I say it, doing a South Africa New Zealand. They're choking up. <laughs> they're choking a little bit. Uh, but, but, but yeah, no, so 305, I thought that was above average. 
in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it felt bad because of the good start. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was alright. Um, then we bowled. Uh, the first note I've got down here is great catch. Who <laughs> <laughs> buy for four? <laughs> it's Butler again, so he may not have been doing it with the bat, but uh, what what a stunner to get rid of Guptill. Because Guptill, I mean, like, Guptill is one of those players who's going to play one way and form doesn't really come into it. Yeah. It's not like Guptill's in form, he's going to be in double hundreds left, right and centre. It's like, Guptill's got a zero, Guptill's got a zero, Guptill's got a zero, Guptill's scored 150 in 80 balls. Mm-hmm. Guptill's got a zero. That's the... Yeah, but this is... It's the Brendan McCullum thing that still lives yeah, within yeah, that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. McC- McCullum, but you have to get him out. Yeah, right? I, I completely agree. But McCullum instilled that attitude in them that it wasn't about your batting average. Like cricket, in general, you're always going to be judged on your averages. Mm-hmm. McCullum was the kind of guy who was just like, actually, I want to be judged on the amount of games I win for my club. And I think a lot of those New Zealand players actually buy into that. Um, what is interesting is that Henry Nichols, who has been kind of parachuted in as the opener because Mumro was a bit out of form, yeah. um, New Zealand have also recorded four first ball ducks in this tournament for their opening batsman. That's ludicrous. Like, That's absolutely bad, ridiculous. Um, but what is interesting is that... One every other game. <laughs> that Nichols isn't actually an opening batsman. So he's typically bats number five. Um, Nichols average at five is 55 runs. Their wicket keeper. Tom Latham. <laughs> Tom Latham. Open to the test team, is it? Yeah, uh, averages 58. Hmm. And, actually, so, and at number five averages 29, while Nichols actually averages 22. So you've got, they're, they're the wrong way around. Idiots. Idiots. Like, I, 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 I like the idea of a pinch hitter, but why don't you just have some, one who's going to hit some runs at the top of the order? Yeah, fair enough. Um, on that catch, just finish the point. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Butler moved like five metres from where the ball from when the ball passed the batsman to when he got it it's an unbelievable that. catch like, it's like a, a double step then a diving one-hander yeah, for, and for someone whose keeping has been what criticised throughout the he's tournament he's missed a few stumpings I don't think he's mm. the greatest up to the stumps but he's like a supreme athlete mm-hmm. so he's going to take some stunners back from the stumps mm-hmm. like, like, it depends how you judge your keepers I mean doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I did like was what happened next was Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor. I mean, they started to put on a bit of a partnership. Yeah, they did. Um, and then Mark Wood was my next note. Yeah, I mean, check his fingernails. He, he got Out by a fingernail. <laughs> Out by a fingernail. <laughs> so uh, what's interesting is that, um, and a couple of people asked who uh, weren't cricket fans or were weren't indoctrinated in the uh, kind of cricketing world. And they didn't understand why if the batsman smashes the ball back at the stumps, why then just not out in general? And actually why they need a hand on it. So it's not a stumping or anything like that, it's a, it's a run out. So you can yeah. imagine if the batsman hits the ball, the fielder has to, or a fielder has to touch the ball and hit the uh, wicket with the batsman out of his ground. Yeah. So just to kind of clear that up for anyone who's a little bit confused. Um, but. Wood did a good, a good little bit of filming. Always yeah. worth putting the hand out. Yeah, stuck his hand out and um, Williamson was gone. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to bowl Williamson, so if you can get him out well, any that's other what, way... I mean, like, after the game, that's literally what Mark was said. He was like, you basically can't bowl to the man, so I'll just take getting him out any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, um, have you heard his song about Plunkett? Yeah, well, I apologised earlier. I thought it was about Liam Dawson, but yeah, I was getting yeah, wrong. yeah. Very wrong. Uh, it's about Plunkett. Do you want to hear what, how it goes? Yes, please. Who are Liam Plunkett? 
who are six or four? Who are Liam Plunkett? He just keeps on getting pulls. Well, in my the last two words, it could be getting balls or hitting pulls or hitting balls. I mean, I mean, but, you, you've something with such gusto that I don't know what it could um, be. Is that, how's that song go? Who are Lee and Plunkett? That one. Uh, apparently, people are singing it. Well, can, can you sing it? Can you just give it, give it a go. Uh, I think the, the listeners want to hear you <laughs> sing it. Can you just give it a go. Uh, who are Lee and Plunkett? Who are six or four? Who are Lee and Plunkett? Who are? <laughs> he just keeps on getting pulled. <laughs> so I think uh, I think the uh, if you go to an England game, if you're at the semis, you know how, how the world's going now. You're welcome. You're Sorry. welcome. Um, before we round up, well, no, no, not before we round up on that. There's still much more games to be played. <laughs> um, so Williams was run out, uh, and then Taylor was run out. He like ran himself out. Yeah, almost. Taylor did run himself out. Uh, Taylor has a pretty like I had a look at if you ever look at his run out stats well just, um, just for everyone else he averages 46 against England he has, yeah he averaged, I mean, he's averaged 48 he's had 200 he's played 209 innings he scored 8,259 runs yeah, this guy is good this, yeah. guy, this guy is but he is out 7% of the time run out <laughs> that's pretty bad that's pretty fucking bad <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a real <laughs> lack of judgement there you're worried no. if you're batting with Ross Taylor no, he's out a lot. Run out. Mm. That's um, it's quite it's quite surprising, isn't it? Really, you barely ever see. I mean, apart from in Pakistan when they're having one of their moments, you barely ever see top five batsmen run out. Like their stat, their their run out one in a hundred innings, and it's usually freakish. But this guy just doesn't know what he's fucking doing. <laughs> um, did he used to bat in glasses? Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't, well, I don't sure. know. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, he's very good at cricket, but like he was the last type and he ran himself out. He was taking on Adil Rashid's arm. So, you know, maybe he's a victim of circumstance that I would take on Adil Rashid's arm. At your peril. At your yeah, peril. Uh, but he was out. And um, and that left New Zealand, uh, Rob was technical term. I call it fuck-so. <laughs> Reeling? Reeling, Rob. Punch drunk. Punch drunk. Interesting. I don't know if that's what I would exactly have used, but... There we are. The technical term is apparently um, punch drunk. Um, and then the, I mean, the game after that was a bit crap. Well, it was weird. It was, it was, uh, it was a I bit think where... that's fair to say, Rob. But you told me that's where you switched off the TV. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually, I was so confident in England uh, after posting our massive 305 that I went for a run. And when I came back, New Zealand was 70 for four. And at that stage, I thought, this is game over. Nice. It's a long run. But what was interesting was... Uh, there was a bit of a flurry of runs though. Like Misham and Latham actually put on a little bit of a stand. And there was the, the classic case of England fans who were just like, we're so used to them being rubbish. We're a little bit worried for a little while. Oh, and, there, and there was no need to be. I, just, I didn't think you passed me by that whole phase of the game. Yeah, well, Wood got brought back on and instantly took, got wicket. Like Misham had no chance, um, chopped on. And then the wickets just kept on coming. And I th- it was a weird, but. We talk around like India had a bit of a strange finish to the game last week, or they kind of didn't want to lose a wicket. This seemed in a similar vein. They were like 130 for five, 136. So, yeah, um, there was a thing. I mean, like, so this is about when I got on the bus home. So I was watching this at the pub and I went (laughs) on the bus back to my house to watch the end of it. Lovely. Um, And on Test Match Special, they were talking about, Andy Saltzman was talking about net run rate and how it's like quite an unfair. 
or potentially quite an unfair way of sorting things out because it doesn't take into account uh, the resources you've got left and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like um, Duckworth Lewis, for instance. So if, you have, if you're nine down on 200 uh, with 10 overs to go on a Duckworth Lewis system, Duckworth Lewis is predicting you can get like 210 maybe. Yeah, um, Duckworth Lewis isn't saying that your number 11 yeah. is going to hit 100 runs. Exactly. But if you uh, are chasing 200 on the net run rate way of calculating things after 40 overs you're 200 for 9 you win the game net run rate saying you're likely to score another 50 runs um, for, for a sport that's obsessed with stats you'd think they'd be better yeah and so what the point he was making was that New Zealand by winning games chasing um, where they were actually in trouble so against South Africa against Bangladesh um or I mean, they they have their their net run rate is slightly flatters to deceive, mm-hmm. um, and because Pakistan got walloped by the West Indies, and the way net run rate works, if you if you get bowled out for a hundred, um, the net run rate calculates that as a hundred over 50, 50 overs. <laughs> so, so their net run rate in that game against West Indies, where they lost after twenty overs, they, they had like a minus two or something, minus three net run rate just from that game. Yes, yeah, so if they were ever going to be the head to head, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support. And so what what Andy Thornton was saying, and it also applies to Sri Lanka because they were out the tournament before their last game because of that wins thing. Yeah. What Andy Thornton was saying was that maybe net run rate and this total number of wins is a bad way of differentiating between teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in circumstances such as today's game where New Zealand all they really needed to do was not get whacked once England put 305 up and they'd lost Williamson mm-hmm. and they'd lost Taylor it was just like don't lose by 200 runs like yeah. just keep keep knocking the ball around there's literally no pressure on us to do anything exceptional here we need to score <laughs> we just need to score <laughs> 200 and that, that, that to um, like the, that to a layman like, to a non-cricket fan you were sitting there like, why are they not playing? Yeah, no, it looked weird. It looked really weird. But they did the same thing against Australia. They they were not going to win the game. And so we're just like, damage limitation, boys. Don't get bowled out too badly. Like, let's keep that net run rate fairly close. Um, uh, which, which I must admit, so out of the um, Kiwi sides that we've seen in the past, and actually just the, what we know about kind of the personalities of Kiwi pers- um, sports stars, that is not a typical way of going about business. I think that, like, so Brian Waddle and Jeremy Coney in the commentary box were a little bit like, yeah, we're not playing well here. <laughs> like, I think they were a little bit disappointed. It's a, it's strange though, but it's not really their fault. I mean, I think they're doing, if, if, if head to head was the first thing that applied to deciding who went through or didn't go through, or it was a DRS calculation, mm. a DLS rather, um, calculation, then you wouldn't end up with a situation. But what, like, yeah, basically what it meant was, uh, uh, New Zealand were batting and they knew that if they scored like if they, they didn't lose by like 300 then Pakistan I mean so I think the calculation is now that Pakistan have to they can't win if they bat first they like, bowl first they bowl first yeah if they bowl Bangladesh out for zero and score one off the first ball their net run rate won't change enough <laughs> to to win the game, yeah, they, they, have to, yeah. They, they have to they have to hit post four hundred and then I win think, by three hundred and twelve. No, runs. no, it's more. I think they need to post four hundred and fifty or four hundred and forty <laughs> or something like that and win by four hundred and twelve. It's they have to hit like almost the highest number of one day runs ever. Certainly the most in a World Cup, 
and bowl a team out for fewer runs than the fewest runs, runs a team has ever scored in the World Cup. Yeah, they, they must be gutted that the uh, ICC haven't scheduled Afghanistan for their last game and put Bangladesh before. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, on the other hand, like, um, Pakistan blew a couple of games, so what are you going to do? Yeah, they, 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 they haven't been... But I must admit, Pakistan have been better value to watch and to follow through this World Cup. Like on this podcast, we have tried to cover everyone in kind of equal measure. Mm-hmm. But New Zealand have been boring. Yeah, basically. Then they're not a, they're not a team where you're sitting there as a as a neutral game. Do you know what? I really hope that New Zealand <laughs> win this. Like Pakistan, on the other hand, they capture hearts and minds as they go along. There aren't really many, that, there aren't that many flair players in the New Zealand team, are there? They're not. No, I mean like. And what? Like, I mean, Kay Williamson's like really good, but like, but they're, they're, his the, favourite meal in New Zealand is meat and produce. <laughs> <laughs> you can look that up. Uh, Kay Williamson answers twenty questions to the ICC. Look that up on YouTube. <laughs> question seventeen. Uh, Kay Williamson answers his question about what's the best meal in New Zealand with meat and produce. <laughs> That's the kind of team they are. They're a meat and produce team. Pakistan are like a a kind of exciting food you've never had before. <laughs> you might like it, you might hate it. Um, I, I, I agree. Yeah. But there, there is that bit where England have now won, we're into the semi-finals. So we can rag on all the other teams. Well, but we, we, I would be worried about Pakistan. <laughs> I, mean, I, would, I would be worried about Pakistan in a final, potentially, in a semi-final, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh not worried about New Zealand. So it was so bad. So, look, so bad. So looking at the semi-finals, um, who are England likely to face? Um, so it looks like at the moment, uh, Rob, you are stats man, uh, but it looks like it will be India at Edgbaston on okay. Thursday next week. All right. Before we go into that, I need a bit. I need a drink. Beautiful. All hands from Roy. Off the legs, bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow. Four more. 50 for Joe Root. He's just ticked along. For a six of the innings. Morgan chains it into the leg side. It's another six. Six more. Six more. Six more. And 50 for Butler from just 22 delivery. Josh Butler taking England to a famous win. Well, England's victory. sunning victory. Sunning. Sunning. You're a good yeah. tan, Irvin. It was good. It was unusually sunny in Durham. Hottest month in the history of the world. So. <laughs> yeah, that's been a very hot month. Uh, global Women's Super might, might be the last ever Cricket World Cup, so it would be a good thing for England to win it, just yeah. so that when like they discover Sky Sports in thousands of years and all they find is like Sky Sports ashes yeah we're, we're, uh, we're, we're going to be underwater yeah, the, they'll, the they'll have that highlights package um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it leaves us with the semi-finals it does indeed um, so who, who, who's in it we've got Australia Australia are top at the moment yeah. India are second England are third locked in third uh, New Zealand are locked in fourth unless um, Pakistan well you never know unless they go full hull <laughs> I must admit they're, uh... that would have to be extreme hard <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that bit that imagine the relief in the England camp that, that was the thing I was thinking today like the relief must be ridiculous like you look at uh, you look at what uh, the whole programme has been geared towards like ECB have focused on yeah. winning this tournament and for a bit they must have been worried 
Oh, breaking it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it looks like it will be Australia v New Zealand in the Antipodean playoff. And India v England uh, at Edgebaston again for round two. Uh, yeah, are they going to adjust the ground and um, change the boundaries, are they, for Kohli? We're going to put it up to 68 metres. <laughs> oh. On one side, uh, but on the opposite side, it will be back down to 59. I tell you, uh, that, that is going to be, that would be an unbelievably good game. Uh, I think there is a permutation that means that doesn't happen. Uh, Australia can lose to South Africa mm. and India can win their last game. Mm-hmm. But what's the likelihood of South moment. Africa winning? Like, don't know. Like, I mean, South Africa do hate Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, got, you assume that New Zealand have quite a rivalry of uh, Australia. Yeah, never beat them, though, do they? Never. Yeah, neither South Africa. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's all a good kind of rage again, it, but it's just like kind of a, it's uh, the Simpsons thing where um, Grandpa rages at Cloud, yeah. old man rages yeah. at Cloud, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, that's what it looks like it will be. Um, I think for England in in this, I don't I don't mind India as a uh, as a final. A semi-final. A semi-final, okay. Yeah, I, I think there are two teams in the tournament that England will probably think they've got unfinished business with. Uh, one's Pakistan and they're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like that England team, if they played Pakistan again, would really unleash hell. Um, there's a few people who just left a little bit out there, like Root got his 100, got out. Butler got his 100, got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Roy had the worst game of his life. <laughs> uh, we bowled pretty badly. Uh, yeah, I would like to have seen that again, but we're not going to. Um, and Australia, obviously. I think Australia in the semi final would be ideal for England, but, you know, we'll see. Um, that, that, it's, it's weird how the Australians have almost got, not quietly, because they've obviously won quite a few games and all that kind of, but they haven't set the tournament on fire, have they? they they've been a quite a, like, they've been a machine. Yeah, they've been like forward. a really boring sort of mid 2000s German football team. Yeah, they have. Yeah. I mean, I mean Robin, you compared them to that before. England, are becoming Spain of 2008. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're going to be. But uh, uh, there is that bit, like, you, you've got to worry about Australia. Anyway, England will be playing, I think this is confirmed, England will be playing next Thursday yep. um, against probably India, possibly Australia at Edgebaston. Um, so tune in for that. It's the ground that suits England. That's a week off. What do you reckon they're going to be doing in their week off? What do you do in the week off between a World Cup, essentially court final, semi-final? So if I if so if I'm the captain of the side, if I'm if I'm Owen Morgan yeah. in this scenario, um, I'm sitting there going right. I don't want to. I don't want to put too many people through their paces or anything like that. You want to make people as comfortable and as relaxed. Team building. You're yeah, go yeah. Team I'm, I'm going full team building. Who could build uh, the biggest house of mud? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe, yeah, quite potentially that. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to get mud on that scale, but uh, look how broad. <laughs> team team building trip to Dubai. It's too much of a risk. You can't you can't put the England team on a plane. Like at this point in the junction, you can't risk anything like that. Like the recent things are going on in, air, in airspace, you can't risk something like that. Uh, Rob, what would you do if you had a week off between a quarter final and semi final? Uh, maybe do some uh, unicorn racing. Unicorn racing. Well, interestingly, I don't know if you know this. Or I don't know if this is an allusion to what Owen Morgan is going to be doing. He's, he's going to spend the week watching horse racing. Could, could he be any more Irish? Because <laughs> he's got a full slate lined up, like twenty four hours a day. But any time he wakes up, they, they were like, "What are you going to be doing with your with your time off?" And he was like, pretty unequivocal that he would be like, "Not fucking playing cricket." <laughs> he was like, "I'm going to get away. I, was like, I can't be fucking bothered with any of these lads anymore." 
Mark Wood keeps coming up with shit fucking songs. <laughs> we don't have enough. We don't have enough cotton wool to wrap Jason Boy up in. <laughs> yeah. Liam Plunkett's unbearable. He keeps hanging on Mark Wood. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go off and watch some horse racing. Um, the first interview was like, oh, there's two good films you want to see. You might want to see um, Toy Story 4, the, the other film that's out Love yesterday, it. or maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, ah, I don't really go to the cinema. I'm not going to spend the week watching horse racing. <laughs> you, you have to respect that. You, you just yeah. have to sit there and just like, the guy knows what he likes. It, no, it exactly. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it would have been, there would be huge questions over Morgan's captaincy and the way he's led the side if England would have crashed out. Now, it's unequivocal that he's one of the best captains for English cricket that they've had. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Morgan, I hope you're lucky this week. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> Finally, I mean, there are a couple of finally things. Uh, second, finally, in the group stage so far, I think the pitch has been a bit shit. I'm just going to say that now. It's a narrative I'm going to build if England lose. Uh, but after the game, Jeremy Coney was, he went on a run. Um, not, not, not a normal run, Jeremy Coney. I quite like him as a commentator. He's quite witty, quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that if England play on a, an arterial B road <laughs> in the semi-final, then he couldn't see a way that we would win. Um, Did we play on one today? Yeah, I was going to say that we didn't play on a great wicket today. Uh, they couldn't get out Roy and Bairstow. Uh, and when the ball was new, and they all, every pundit was saying, if the ball, when the ball's new, you can play on this pitch. When it gets a bit soft, mm. it's digging in. Um, what happened? They were 74. So, you know, maybe if New Zealand played on arterial B road, watch out. <laughs> um, uh, but I would say, like overall, there have been some dodgy wickets, and I hope for the semi-finals and final, they sort that the fuck out. Because, and I, I genuinely think this is true in cricket, on a good wicket, the best team almost always wins. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a massive leveler. Yeah, but, a bad wicket. There's a huge thing saying that the when the first like first half of the game so far in the World Cup. Like the captain was kind of picking, you know what, we'll bowl first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually, in the latter half, like 65% of the games yeah, were won by a team back. So yeah, yeah the latter, exactly. Last World Cup, it's 50%. Like, so, just make it make it even. Hmm. Um, put some decent wickets out there. Not just because it will favour England, because it will, because we're the best team. Um, but, because we don't want, you don't want to lose. Like, I mean, that, that, that game uh, on the used wicket at Lords between Australia and New Zealand... New Zealand batted second on a minefield. Mm-hmm. It was like they were never going to win that. Um, but they, they, that game, the Pakistan game at Edgebaston, where New Zealand bowled second, but because they only had Mitchell Santner as a spinner, <laughs> they couldn't get Pakistan out. But Santner was spinning it past it. Don't put one of those out. Come on, ICC, sort the fucking pitches out. And this is the thing. Like, I don't know where the uh, semi-finals are being played. Edgebaston uh, and Old Trafford. So it was one of those things of don't, reuse the pitches put in a brand new pitch roll the fuck out yeah unless you make it a contest make that cake make it a contest and it's not about being like England was branded flat track bullies on this we've proved actually we've got we're we're okay we could easily be rolled out for 120 in the next game (laughs) potentially Um, but there's a bit of there's a bit of adaptability a bit of smartness of cricket the likes of Vaughan etc we're kind of looking for so fair play to them but ultimately Great day for England. Into the semi-finals. The next few games actually look like they're going to be fantastic. Bring it on. I can't wait for the preview show next week. Okay. Go DJ! Go DJ! DJ Bravo! And Gordy is looking in terrific touch. 
சென்னை சூப்பர் கிங்ஸ் சென்னை சூப்பர் கிங்ஸ் சென்னை சூப்பர் கிங்ஸ் சென்னை சூப்பர் கிங்ஸ் So just to wrap up the show, uh, on our show we talked about the women's ashes that started, so England yeah. playing Australia, um, and at Grace's Road this week there was an ODI, uh, England didn't get off to the best of starts, unfortunately they were on the receiving end of one, a classic England batting collapse, yep. uh, batting first, um, a great catch um, by one of the Australians. Yeah. Uh, so I saw on the BBC, whoever was commentating said it was the best catch I'd ever seen, I thought the catch the week before in the West Indies games, but... Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. It's a good catch. Uh, it wasn't as good um, as the other England catch at Flying Point. Old, to Frank uh, Wilson? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they lost. Um, Australia go 2-0 up on the point system in that game, and we will be continuing to follow it. Um, Did you see the really bad LBW decision? Uh, oh, yeah, the one where... The, the, the gloves? Yeah, the gloves. Oh, yeah. my God, that, that, that was... Horrific. There is that bit where... Is that not DRSable? And this or is like, at least like, just like, a third umpire of all. Well, this is the bit. Why is there... So there's DRS, obviously, at the World Cup. Why is there not DRS in women's need, ashes? I think you need a certain number of cameras. But I mean, that one, it wasn't even like... like it got, it's straight on. You literally just show a replay of it, yeah. slow down a little bit, and you, yeah, you're seeing she it. Just, she just gloved it off middle stump. And that's, that's what I, this is what I don't like about kind of ECB's approach... Oh, no, not ECB. Um, ICC's approach to cricket. There, there seems to be one rule on one part of the country, one rule in one competition, another rule for... Well, there have been, there have been, there. I mean, in men's test matches, uh, the Ireland Afghanistan test, they didn't have DRS. They had the cameras there and everything, but no DRS. And, and, and this is a bit just winds me up. Have consistency. Have have a fair playing field across, no matter what gender you are, what nationality they you're from, they what format you're playing. In the women's World Cup in football, they weren't like no VAR. If anything, they put more VAR in. So, <laughs> ICC bucky game up. England, come on, you can beat yeah, that. Do better. Beat do better, please. But we're looking forward to the next game. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Um, as always, please follow us on Twitter, give us a review on iTunes, and just generally share the pod yeah. with your mates. At the Cricket Pod on Twitter and iTunes, the Cricket Pod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Uh, yeah, as Ross says, review us on iTunes and recommend us to a friend. Recommend us to one Cricket Man friend. I mean, uh, Sheldon Cottrell and James Taylor love us. On there, are, there are something like 2,000 Cricket Podcast fans out there. Let's, let's double that in a week. Why not? <laughs> Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.